0: Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and Tech podcast, a roundtable discussion with leading WordPress and tech experts, hosted by Jonathan Denwood. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic This Week and Tech. It's six... What is it, Sandy? I've forgotten it already.
1: 682 is what you wrote
0: 682, six and I've got a mind that's wandering. We've got a great panel. We've got some great topics. We've got a special guest. We've got Debbie of Delta CX. Uh, um, I'm sure she has something to say on this show. So I'm going to let the panel quickly let themselves introduce themselves. Ladies first, let's start with Debbie. Debbie, would you like to introduce yourself quickly to the tribe?
2: Yeah, sure. Hi, everybody. I'm Debbie from Delta CX. We're a full-service CX and UX consultancy, uh, only on the periphery of WordPress, uh, though I've been using WordPress for many years. And uh, my boyfriend has a, a WordPress design uh, company, so we are often talking about WordPress. He's uh, on the Polyglots team, and he gets to see sneaky things early.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to respond to that. That might get me into trouble.
2: Uh, Sally. Can't you can't be against the polyglots team. They're lovely. Uh,
1: <laughs> and they're very
0: necessary. Yes. Uh, and they're doing some great work. Thank you. Sally, would you like to introduce Yeah,
1: uh, Yes, uh, I'm Sally Getch. This is ADD Kitty. And uh, I know I'm only invited <laughs> on the show for the cat. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> The more cats we get on the show, the higher my rankings increases. Uh, um, John, John, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, John Locke from Lockdown SEO. And I've got my friend Spencer. Spencer, would you like to introduce yourself?
3: Sure, it's Spence from WPLaunchify.com. By the way, Sally, the cat never gets old.
0: Yes, yes, meow Uh, um, So before we go into the main articles and stories we're going to be discussing I've got a message from my major sponsor, Castos We'll be back in a few moments Hi there, folks I just wanted to tell you about our major sponsor and that's castos if you're looking to get into podcasting for yourself or for clients you need a top quality podcasting platform and that's what you get with Castos. it has a superb interface really easy to use and you're not penalized for success, they have a flat rate pricing structure. Don't matter how many podcasts you make, how many downloads you achieve, you'll just play at one fixed rate with Castos. Plus, their support and just the quality of the people are just amazing. We're coming back. And um, Castos offers a great special offer, plus the other sponsors of the show, plus I've got a list of great plugins, uh, WordPress services that I personally have tried and recommend. You can get all this, these goodies and knowledge by going to the WP Tonic slash recommendations, and you'll find them all there, my beloved tribe. So let's go into the first story that caused a little bit of controversialism in the WordPress community. WordPress Tom makes major uh, unannounced pricing changes, um, slashes free storage limits. Spencer, I think you found, you put this in my radar first. Um, it's a it's a story that has changed during the week. It's a very fluid story. What did you make of it, Spencer? When this,
3: when this original news came out, I think I actually saw Rob Howard posted it, which I like his source too. But you could hear the the sound of the garbage trucks. You know when you're in the city and you hear beep, 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 beep. That's a big truck backing it up. Because as soon as this came out, I didn't have to wait more than like an hour or something before beep, beep. Because what What a faux pas. The problem, and we've been discussing this in the Dynamic WordPress group and some other groups, the problem is we're seeing the difference between C-suite people who represent the bubble world of the investors first versus those who are product people first who have built their own companies and understand you can't grow a community of people from the ground up and then stick your thumb in their eye suddenly And what's so weird here is that this is so fundamentally at odds with everything Matt has been saying since day one about WordPress is a place to make the free blogs about ballerinas and everything else. And now in 2022, to to go from like gigabytes down to 500 megabytes is like saying you can put up uh, like two put up two ballerina pictures. And then you're good.
0: Then you got to start paying. Well, it could them. be worse. He, he could he could follow the prayer book of Google, and you know your free work workspace domain. You got to cough I, up mean, money. Like hello, they bought Tumblr. Tumblr is free.
3: Facebook free. Google account free. It's like plus storage is one of the cheapest things that's it's available. It's the cost of doing business to get people to use your service. So here's how I'll, I'll leave it to everybody else. Sorry. I'll finish up by saying, you know how this could have been handled differently? Could have been handled differently. Not saying Google's awesome, but Google has been giving us, I think Sally said it's two years, at least a year of a head start of, hey gang, that thing you started for free that gives you all of our Google apps. In like a year or two, you're gonna have to start paying six bucks, 12 bucks. But even then it's six, twelve bucks. Or they could have done, hey, everybody that's using the service, you're grandfathered in for another two years for free or something. But to just have some C-suite yuck-a-puck come in and go, "Hey, guess what? You woke up yesterday. It was free. Today, it's
0: not. Sorry." You know, craziness. You say, Sally. Uh, do you think? I think it's a it's a communication problem fundamentally. What do you What do you think, Sally?
1: Well, I agree it's a communication problem, but it's like, do these people never learn anything? Because we had essentially the same thing happening. When WooCommerce changed from a buy-it-once to a an annual, uh, you know, and we've seen this kind of thing happen uh, several times where there's a big backlash against something that's, you know, poorly announced. Um, it, it, you know, the pricing is not necessarily outrageous, although I do think the... Um, uh, 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 I do think that... Uh, Cutting the storage was just low and stupid.
0: Uh, it's like cutting a man at the knees, isn't it?
1: it well, it, you know, it, Google, for all the fact that, that you know, I have like eight Google Apps accounts with multiple email addresses for all of them, and I'm not like, you know, looking forward to uh, either coughing up, you know, five bucks a month. Well, I had, to do, I
0: had to do it yesterday, but they offered me 50% for the first don't pay anything for the first six months, Google. So I thought, oh well. Wow.
1: All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to switch some of them over and move some of them, you know, elsewhere because yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I, I'm doing enough with I've, them. I've only, it. Mine, anyway, I've only got one. But so. um, anyway, getting back to WordPress.com, yeah, communication. Um, I mean, you know, everything's more expensive right now. I had to raise my rates this year, but. It, if you you need to give people some warning so that they can decide either okay well it's worth it to me to cough up fifteen bucks a month and uh eh, the it it's uh, uh, you know or it's not worth it to me I'm gonna go move my stuff somewhere else and uh, uh, the fact spice, spice. That, right well. Right. I mean, this is the same company that's trying to lure all the people who are doing Wix and Squarespace and stuff and you're not going to do a whole lot of luring if you don't give them you know. I was
0: going to use Italy. I was going to use I was going to use a different word. Um Debbie, uh um what do you reckon about this Debbie?
2: There's a couple of things that jump out at me. One of them is that Vimeo just went through this. Didn't anybody see where Vimeo said, oh, by the way, we're going to cut what you're getting and now you're going to have to pay $3,500 a month and everybody you know, lost their poop over it and then Vimeo had to walk that one back and then give people free stuff just to keep them. So not only do you not make the money you're hoping to make, you start losing money because you have to give away free stuff to try to put a Band-Aid on the wound. So clearly they didn't learn from from that quite recently public uh, mess. And then also I find when I'm working at companies, this is typically where there is a disconnection between the strategists that make strategic decisions and sales-based decisions. And then what's actually happening with users and customers and the community. And and this can be solved with uh, piloting programs. This can be solved with CX and UX research. You know, you you can't just run a survey on this. This one, I think we have to talk to humans and see what humans think of this stuff. But I think if we, it, I could say research would help here. But I'm not sure anyone would see the the changes that WordPress made and say, "Ah, yes, this is exactly what I wanted. This is this is absolutely right for my needs." Thank you so much. You've correctly identified need, my identified my needs and made a plan that matches them so that, that when i see that disconnect i say ah this is a disconnect between company strategists and and the actual users and the community well, and, and you, that can be solved but a lot of people don't like to spend the time and money to make it better
0: yeah oh i just love i love how can,
3: you link, can, I, can link. I add a word in that debbie reminded me of i saw an ad a, a story sorry it was like in the economist or something there's a new term called i think it's called shrink. Inflation, and in oh, the yeah. world we're living in, where the it's cost crazy. of ta- it's not there's a in a cost of tangible goods world, where you have to buy things in the supply chain that cost more. These companies are simply keeping the price the same but shrinking the can of coffee or the package. Now, here's what's so ironic: it's absolutely bullshit that WordPress has a larger cost of hosting. That is just not true. The cost of hosting has been going down. Plus, it's just like the electrons going through your cable. It was exactly as Debbie says. There was somebody living in their bubble ecosystem at the top that has no idea how disrespectful it is to the core customer, and nobody thought to ask them. But if they had asked some real people, I couldn't agree with you more. Like, who would have said, okay, Spence, here's the suggestion. We're gonna cut your thing by 80%. And uh how do you feel about that? <laughs> like, would anybody say yes to that? Of course not.
0: Yeah, but, so John, we are. um, I think the communication at Debbie might be because the founder likes to talk to penguins rather than customers, and uh second
3: <laughs> secondly, force the monetization to go faster. They want to push people out of the free plan. But again, that's what oh, can, can
0: we let John have a remark about this? Uh,
3: yeah, oh, sorry. Uh, John, I apologize. I, I, I'm sorry. Right.
0: So, John, I, I think the founder's more interested in talking to Kim Penguins. And also, uh, I also think, John, that this is linked to the investment money, the $300 million they got from Salesforce. So I, I think, I just sense to use the, you know, the language, the shit is hitting the fan. You know, it, we need to see a return on our money. Um, the, the, the flame of the gas is being turned up about getting
4: some return on this investment. What do you reckon, John? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think what is, is a sour taste uh, to people is people who are on the free plan, like overnight they were told um, or they were on the bottom tier plan or whatever is it mentions in here that overnight they were basically told that their storage limit was uh, sliced down to 500 megabytes from three gigs to 500 megs overnight. No notice, no advance warning. Um, no, like, Hey, we're doing this in three months or anything like that. Um th- an interesting thing, like uh, the 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 leader uh, said that most of the people who are on WordPress.com are there to blog. And I would make a guess that that's not the market that they want to be in. Um, yeah. No, they really want to be... Because those people
2: don't buy the upgrades and the plugins.
4: N- no, they're just there to, you know, write their fringe blog. Uh, for the most part, yeah. They want to compete with Squarespace and Wix where it's uh, a website builder for small businesses who don't want to hire anybody uh, to do it and they just want to do it themselves. Um, but yeah, as Spence mentioned, they had to walk it back. Um, I think it's the way that they did it more than anything else. They're desperately trying to be on that same level. Makewordpress.com. I don't think that it will ever be on the same level as... Uh, Wix or Squarespace or Shopify. I think that their best um idea their best way for making money would probably be to leverage the .org and and invest more into WooCommerce and and use that um but I think that that's where really where they should be yeah, I, always of, like, you know, I
0: always thought I always thought of Squarespace Wix I, I always thought the target the and the most profitable target is Shopify and really pump up, we have a yeah. really great alternative to Shopify through WooCommerce.
4: Plus, have them. Mm, they, they, well, hmm. Yeah, but there's pros and cons.
1: WooCommerce, right. WooCommerce is a great alternative in a lot of ways because you can do stuff with it. You can't do a Shopify, but it, it is not nearly as easy to set up as yeah, a, a hosted, cost start. start
0: have, have a hosted a, yeah.
1: platform. I always thought they were going to do that, and and yeah, I don't know
3: why thought, they did. If, if you were to look at Wix, Wix is $16 a month with two gigabytes and one of the most incredibly awesome onboarding and user experiences i've ever seen you don't own it you don't control it but if you were a blogger who wanted like a simple way to go from zero to hero
1: and you didn't care if if you you know couldn't move your content anywhere ever
3: which would be infinitely better choice and i mean that's the point isn't it it's like there are people who just want to like turn a key and be done and if you're gonna have to cough up 15 16 bucks isn't really about the user experience because wordpress is Far from easy. It is just the thing that you own and control that you can make awesome. But if you're not going to invest that time, then say la vie.
0: Oh, On to story two. Um, all right. What Elon Musk could mean for Twitter? Oh, this is delicious. Uh, um, who to start with? Um, let's start with Debbie. Uh, um, so uh, what do you reckon about... E- oh, and this was a fluid story. He bought 10% of Twitter... And then they invited him to the board. Um, I'm sure the present CEO really um, is going to really love um, being, men- the mentorship that he's going to receive from Elon is going to go down well. Um, over to you, Debbie.
2: Yeah, I didn't follow this one that much, but part of me thought that You're not it a came. you a
0: person, Debbie.
2: Hey, again, what?
0: You're not a Twitter person.
2: No, I don't use Twitter. Um, I gave it up in two, I got tired of it in 2008. Uh, so, uh, I've, I dumped it. I started early and dumped it early. And I'm also not an Elon, Elon Musk fan. Um, but my guess, a part of what I thought when I saw that was, oh, wow, they really want to bury that story about the conditions at uh, Tesla because they were starting to get some traction with uh, journalistic articles about how uh, black people and other people are treated at Tesla and the working conditions there. And then I guess someone must have been like, Whoa! Wait a minute. We can distract this whole thing with this wacky Toyota thing, and and so um, I I guess I would have to give a giant who cares to this one because it's just a bunch of rich white guys doing business with rich white guys, and and uh, and, and it's. Um, they didn't ask me for advice. And, right. you know, I I don't think very much of most social media. So, you know, I, I might be I might disqualify myself on this one, but I would say everybody go check out what's really going on at Tesla. It's an interesting story and it's quite believable.
0: Right, John, you're a power user of Twitter. Um, what do you reckon of all this?
4: Yeah, and I, I do agree with the Tesla thing. And for people who don't know, a bunch of people are, are suing uh, because – of racial discrimination, people being called slurs at work and all kinds of things. So this, I don't know if you can see this. This is from Elon Musk. This is something that he tweeted out, uh, a PC character with, I support the current thing uh, with Ukraine flag and like different, like pride flags. And then this lovely one, Netflix, uh, waiting for the war to end to make a movie about a Black Ukraine guy falls in love with a transgender Russian soldier. (laughs) He tweeted this crap. This is the guy that's on the board now.
1: Okay, I I knew this man was a first-class tool, but really.
4: um... Yeah, he's – yeah, I'm on the same board. This is a guy who is (laughs) – I have to come back, baby. You're 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 his, yeah. if you
0: want to come back just for that, baby. You can come back. Uh, uh
4: um. This is a guy <laughs> that a bunch of people look up to because in America, like you know, white guys look up to anybody who's rich. Uh, never mind that his parents had a emerald mind that they got through questionable means. He didn't invent any of the things that he you know is a so-called founder of he comes in and swoops in and and buys his way into being called like the the founder or the owner he didn't invent tesla or any of these things other people did and he just buys them up so you know i i, I just okay keep, keep the stakes yeah. johnny you're not a fan boy he's a piece of trash <laughs>
0: Uh, I just love it. I'm uh, so Spencer. I, um, so, um, what does this mean for Twitter? You know, would you want to? It's like, it's like the CEO, the present CEO of Twitter. It's like being the CEO of Apple. And you remember that scene when Steve got invited back to Apple, and the I forgot the name of the geezer that was the CEO at the at the moment. But he, he, there's a. There, it was filmed because I think it was one of the Apple events, and he invites Steve back on, on the stage, and you can see on his face he knows he's doomed. You know, it's all it's finished. So what? Uh, so I think Elon's got ten percent, but I think he's all almost effectively got got his hands on the balls of Twitter. Really, what do you reckon, Switzer?
3: I mean, it's like a, a modern day Citizen Kane. In reverse, I mean, honestly, he he put the money up because he was frustrated with his inability to to say what he wants when he wants. And when you have, obviously, he's he's uniquely positioned financially to basically do what he wants. The danger of this, of course, is that we've all seen how that works out, both from Citizen Kane all the way up through contemporary ownership of monopolistic uh, commodity items or you know oil refineries. That That's what's empowering Putin right now is the fact that they control basically all of Europe's oil, or at least did. So this is just an example of how we're making choices in the world as people. Like there's seven plus billion of us, and there's like a handful of them. And we're allowing them to basically do stuff like this. But we continue to allow it by our actions. So I'm not saying I care that much about Twitter. I've stopped really using it for all intents and purposes, too. But, like, we know that Twitter plays a big hand in a lot of, you know, other people's lives. And when people who have power and something to say get on it, they get out to a lot of people really quickly. I mean, just like
4: the media. Can I say, can Can I take 30 seconds um, to jump, to to build on that point? A lot of, like, what is covered in news nowadays is... Uh, local news that gets bumped up to national news is people looking at famous people's tweets and like, oh, what did this person say? So
1: journalists hang out on Twitter. So it's not totally Mm -hmm. irrelevant. But I was, you know, I found it interesting that, uh, you know, Musk invests in Twitter. Twitter stock price goes up. But like all of Twitter's users are, uh, uh, you know, freaked out. And does that sound familiar to anybody about anything? I, I mean that it, you know, uh, it, it's it's a story we've heard before. Um, I don't know whether it will make a big difference or not. Uh, you know, nine point whatever percent is by no means a majority, I but it does make him a single largest shareholder.
0: I think it just depends on how much weed he consumes. You know, the more high it gets, more the outrageous the twits will be probably I
4: don't a know. lot of see, people are saying that he might bring uh 45 back i mean i
1: seen, have heard that i hope politicians
3: not. trying to make sound bites and other twitter wars you know like the ted cruises and stuff they literally say outrageous stuff so that it's like 180 <laughs> you know uh, characters or like a you suspect- have
0: to swear on the podcast spencer
3: well, I, I mean, you know, it's, well, it's all smoke
1: and mirrors, right? Say something outrageous, get everybody chattering, or not paying attention to the truly outrageous things you're doing over there.
0: I reckon he's going to bring back Trump, don't you reckon? If you was the I shape. devoutly
1: hope not. But- I mean, you just,
3: you're not going to bring back Walter Cronkite or having three major news networks. So now it's just a, everybody racing for attention in any way, and Twitter is one of those, you know, five or six main
0: news channels. I would never, I would what? panel my beloved panel. I would never seek attention, would I? There we go. Uh, <laughs> oh, Debbie's looking sun. Uh, um, There we go. Oh, well, you're going to you're gonna have to watch this, my beloved tribe. We've got great, special Spencer, you, you've been outgunned. I'm sorry, Spencer. That's, uh, way,
3: that's a great effect. I love those things oh, she's yeah, got
0: there. Yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> on to story three. I'm a little bit tedious, but there we go. Oh, Jetpack 10.8 introduces you are coaching, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. So, Spencer... The the um, the story continues about jetpack and our great leaders saying that that's the reason why people use WordPress because of jetpack. It, the, the saga seems to stagger on, doesn't it, Spencer? We're talking about the QR code thing, right? Or mm-hmm. well, jetpack I, in general? You
3: know. Yeah, I mean. So th- this is just. The, there's nothing where way lately I can say that I've seen QR codes more frequently than I did in the past, and it's nothing to do with WordPress. It's just in general. In fact, I, I saw an interesting story that they used some drones. I think this was in China maybe, but they used some drones at a nighttime show to rickroll people. They made a QR code in the sky. And when you pointed your phone up, this is by the way, brilliant marketing. (laughs) You pointed your phone up and click the, you know, use the QR code thing, it took you (laughs) to a Rick Ashley video. (laughs) Ever gonna, you know, and it was like so perfect because they like literally had all the public looking up into the sky QR codes. So I just find it interesting because the newsworthiness of QR codes as a part of Jetpack would be like, and Jetpack introduces. Bold and underscore for tech.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. And it's also interesting. I mean, the place I think QR codes are valuable is in print. Um, uh, uh, You know, like, hey, you want to put a, uh, you know, a, a, a campaign tracking code in your print ad? You know, just slap a QR code on it and then you'll know, like, who came to your website from the print ad. Uh, You know, the only time I have really used a QR code on the screen is when I'm doing that Android messages for web thing, you know, where it props up a a QR code on your screen. You hold your phone up and presto, you see all your text messages on your computer and you can actually type with your fingers on a real uh, keyboard.
3: QR codes are good in two places, both of which are equally annoying. One is when you're watching your TV and you you know want to get to NBC.com and you have to log in. So they give it to you on your screen so you can just not have to type NBC.com slash activate in the number. Second, although it's the most annoying, is at restaurants now, four out of five restaurants don't have printed menus. And they make you use your QR code to see what they have, which is annoying, but actually probably nicer than touching that menu that some kid was wiping his nose on.
1: Yeah, so, it's, it's got know. hygiene values.
3: Yeah. I don't know what
0: restaurants you'll go to. Like,
3: I haven't been to a restaurant, ramen, the ramen noodle place, which is really delicious. But they're like, there's only 12 items on the menu, it's not that bad of a deal. But like, that's the trend in restaurants. You need,
0: you need to go to the Sardinia. They've got better restaurants. It's not, it's not the uh, um, so, Debbie, so, Debbie, in, uh, in UX, what, what, what is your considered opinion of uh, um, <laughs> of uh, QR codes? And um, it's obviously a key function of jetpack, you know. There we go
2: yeah it doesn't make a lot of sense I think we have to think about uh, the, the use cases here now first of all there's only two uh, QR codes that I've used maybe in the last decade um, here in Italy we use QR codes to prove that we've been vaccinated and so uh, we've got phone apps I well, even have, have something a, that I have, you have on, it my on my your wrist,
0: you know, is it, is it the sign 666 of the devil or yeah?
2: no no I, I you're anti-vax you want to go there girlfriend so um, I I, uh, we show our QR codes um, when they are checking on vaccination, though I think for the coming tourist season, they're going to stop doing that. And then we also use QR codes for we actually have a system where you um, ID verify yourself. So let's say, for example, I need to log in and see some of my business accounting documents in the Italian, uh, you know, um, IRS kind of portal. Well, it wants to make sure it's really me. And so I've got an app and I uh, the screen shows A QR code, I hold the app over to it, and then I have to hold my fingerprint on the app, and then it goes, Okay, you can see your stuff. So I think that's a pretty neat example of QR codes being used. But I think in general, whenever I consider QR codes, I feel like there's not a really great reason for them. And I have to compare them to the amount of time it would take somebody to put in a really short URL and maybe some sort of number, Um, you know, like I just bought a really short URL for Delta CX. I bought Mm DCX.to and now I can do like, you know, slash 101 or whatever. That's a really short URL for people to just type in even on their phone versus hold on. Let me unlock my phone. Let me open up my QR code scanning or photo app. Let me hold it up. Let me wait for that to focus. You know, we think about the task. um, Then it starts looking like, wow, this is kind of slow. And so I think while there are some good examples of QR codes, I'm not really sure how, how most businesses are using them and they still seem kind of fatty. I remember 10 or whatever years ago when everyone was putting QR codes on their business cards. Who remembers that one? And I, I just, still see it sometimes. Well, I haven't seen a business card in a few years because yeah, well, I oh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, I don't yeah, see a whole but... lot of those, but
1: I, I, I will see them sometimes on display in
0: places. Um there's probably a whole group of millennials that you know they're listening to this and thinking, well, what's the Wait, bloody... there are millennials the... who listen to this? Yeah, there might be. Uh, um, they're probably thinking, what the hell are they talking about? What is a business card? Yeah, uh, what are around... all these old people on about? Yeah, what's the hell's like talking about what's a record as laser player you know what the
2: hell I, that's i just tend to think jetpack is a little bloated every time just, i look at jetpack time, time yeah. i look at go what does this do or what doesn't this do you know it's a who remembers saturday night live it's a floor wax it's a what was it? It's, 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 it's a dessert, dessert topic, topic. It's a,
4: yeah
2: <laughs> so it's like whenever i look at jetpack i'm like what is this? What is into this? And do I need this? I'm just going to delete it. Every time I start a new WordPress site, I, I delete Jetpack. I'm like, honey, uh, do I need this?
0: I yeah, we're, one, we're WordPress people. We we have that fault, but they, I always feel I always feel <sighs> a bit, um, how to put it? I always feel a bit guilty of. Having a go jetpack because they're such nice people when you meet them at WordCamps. They're the nicest people, but um it's a product a that has no purpose, has no real purpose. But I'm still not going to use their hosting. So what was that? Sorry, I said that?
1: they've got a lot of the nicest people working at GoDaddy, but I'm still not going to use their hosting.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to go there. I've already I've already burnt my bridges with GoDaddy, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, um uh, yeah, right. Uh, um, I think we're going to go for our break, beloved panel. I think Debbie's Debbie's been right up for it. I love I love the um, special effects, Debbie. We will be back in a few moments. Hi there, folks. Are you looking to build modern shopping cart landing pages using the power WooCommerce for yourself or for clients? And you want to do that quickly with little need to know about hand coding. Well, if the answer is yes, and it should be, I've got the perfect answer for you, and that's launch flows. Launch flows is the most modern and easiest way of building modern landing shopping pages for your clients. It also works natively with Gutenberg and the leading page builders like Elementor or Divi. It's really flexible, really powerful.
2: I'm Bertha, an AI-based writing assistant to help you write better content on your WordPress website. In just a few clicks, you can ask me to help you write outstanding content for your website that's guaranteed to convert from blog posts to landing pages to product pages. Never be left with that blank page again. You can try me for free on Bertha.ai. See you soon.
0: We're coming back. I think the rest of the panel are going to have to up their game. You know, the um, they're not up to the same standard as our guest. You know, I expect you I expect you, regular panellists to, oh God, uh, but we're back, folks, and um, just before we go into some of the other stories, um, you should sign up for the WP Tonic newsletter. We had some technical problems this week sending it out, uh, but it should be going out today, uh, but it normally goes out on Mondays. Uh, um but please sign up. Um, we were using jetpack. That was the <laughs> that was the problem. Uh, um so but to get this great newsletter with the weekly biggest news stories plus the panel's recommendation plus a personal editorial from me, all you're gonna to have to do is go over to WP Tonic slash newsletter. And sign up to get that great goodie. I would get it. And that's saying something. Um, on, to, on to story uh, four. All right. 10 investors dis- Ten investors discuss no code and low code landscape. I did read, I think that, you know, obviously 10 investors, yah, 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 probably, probably Twitter investors. But um, I did find the actual. Um, how this is affecting WordPress place? how this is coming. So, Spencer, what did you think of this particular article on TechCrunch?
3: You know, there's like always two worlds. There's the world of the professional developers and then the world of the people who need to use the stuff that's made. And I think that, you know, those worlds always come closer together when... It's kind of it's like, I can think of like a visual metaphor, but like a Gary Larson side. Like you can just imagine this guy in his high tech developer job in his cubicle and, you know, like they pan over him and he's, he's like on Canva.com, like, you know, using Canva to do his job and stuff. Because when the tools reach a point that the output is as good as doing it from scratch, it starts to become harder to justify it. And so I think what you're saying in this article, although it's not really like the bigger picture, is what what are the options for no code versus low code? Because even the corporations have to realize, like maybe it's just better to hire a bunch of people that are skilled at like design or something who use Lego blocks than it is to code everything from scratch in some cases. And all these other conversations about frameworks, they're fun, but they get so geeky and esoteric, you know, like, I'm using Grunt to launch, uh, you know, Gatsby this and all the rest. And we can do that all day long. But it doesn't really change the fact. Like, what you really want is a headless, you know, JavaScript website with WordPress in the back end. And I think if you can snap those two Legos together, then watch out. By the way, one last thing, too. And I think Debbie probably has a lot to do with this because she deals with that corporate level. Like, there's a lot of people whose entire career is based upon maintaining some legacy system. For example... You know, there's people who still know about those real-to-real computer systems that operate some of the things like our ICBM missiles. I mean, that's just the world we live in. Hey, I got,
1: I got a former academic colleague who, who now uh, works with
3: Lotus. Because right, people still the, use that uh, like those are what you call sweetheart jobs those are like they are. The-
0: you're just left alone you're in this silo and they, nobody really knows what the hell you're doing because it's, it was 20 years ago that, but they, they still need you but nobody really talks to you or what's you know you're just you're just in this little cubicle what do you reckon Debbie Oh, you're silent Debbie
1: She's trying to recover from the Sorry, fact that Lotus it was, is still a thing.
2: Yeah, I oh, Lotus don't even go there. Um, yeah, the, the whole low code no code thing is interesting to me because it, the first question I have is what are we replacing? Because I still want great developers to write great code. So what were we replacing? Or we, we replace? Is this just for? Uh, WordPress? Okay. Well, you know, not everything in a in a corporate environment can be built on WordPress, but maybe what a small your color, Debbie,
0: I disagree with that, Debbie. <laughs> everything every could be built on WordPress. But it shouldn't.
2: Um. Yeah, Toon the Cat can drive, just not very well. Uh to continue the Saturday Night Live uh quoting. Um, Yeah, I didn't have a a strong opinion on this one where this tends to bump up into my world, which is not the WordPress world, is um, people are trying to claim that we won't need UX designers to do their jobs because we're just someone's just going to draw a sketch of what a site should look like. And then uh, code is going to pop out of that. And now we don't really need UX designers or developers because, you know, someone will draw some squares on a screen and a website will will be created (laughs) and And, they'll get um, what they deserve. Yeah. And right. like when everyone had front page and decided they were a website designer. And so, you know, I'm, I'm not worried. Um, my job is not, uh, touched here. Um, there is a a system that I like to use that I guess we could call low code or no code. It's called AXURE, A-X-U-R-E, hashtag not sponsored as we say on my show. (laughs) Um, so, um, so uh, they that's a uh, prototyping tool used by UX designers. So if you want to mock up the way a website or app or system is going to work, you can mock it up in action. You don't really have to know how to code, but it, it doesn't then produce code that you w- would want to put out onto production. So that's my concern about some of these low-code, no-code things is other than something like WordPress, do we really want to put the code Onto a production server, or do we want a human to write the code we're putting on a production server?
0: Yeah, I think it's got its place, but like most things, hey, Sally, what what's your thoughts about this particular? Article?
1: Well, I, I mean, it always depends on the specific implementation and and what the output is. Is that uh, yes? It's it's that that famous uh, consultant saying it depends, um, but you know the thing about no-code tools and low-code tools is it actually takes a shed load more code to write those tools uh, 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 than, you know, the people using it don't see the code. It doesn't mean that there is no code being written, right? There's there's still plenty of space and jobs for developers, so developers shouldn't feel threatened by the idea of a a low-code future. Um, it's just there are certain things that people will probably not be using code for the same way, you know, almost all the tools we use today people had to uh, uh use code for. I mean, I remember uh when I was an undergraduate using the mainframe to do my word processing, and I had to use some kind of like markup language, um, which was especially funny for uh, fun for the Greek. Uh and uh <coughs> You know, we don't have to do that anymore. Uh, we have WYSIWYG uh, text editors. So there's always going to be uh, progress toward that. But of course, you know, the amount of code behind something like Microsoft Word is immense relative to the amount of code behind the, the tool I was using to to do word processing on the mainframe. Uh, yeah. And uh, so I do think developers are always prejudiced in favor of the code they write themselves. Only a little at, bit. At least if they believe they're good developers. I don't believe that I'm such a good developer that my code is necessarily better than what somebody else writes. Uh, and so, you know, I'm usually curious about the code, but uh, not wedded to the idea that that if I don't write it myself, it, it's just not worth using.
0: So what your you, final thoughts, John?
4: Yeah, no code seems to be a big buzzword uh, these days in the web community especially in WordPress like I guess this is like another thing I guess we're supposed to be proud of that we're like the no code leader or the low code leader. Um, again, it's like what 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 is the end result of this if, if you know, we're positioning WordPress as no code. Then again, you're just You're going to get more users. You're going to get more, um, yeah, users, but they're going to be the lower end of the market, and it's going to be people that um, just don't have the money to hire anyone, and they're probably going to turn out a site that's not very good. And I know this only because a lot of. Starter businesses that that approach me, they have done. I well, think you, I think, you, I think
0: and you're and spot on. That
4: that is yeah, the gold com, post. Com, compare yeah. that to other okay, case in point. Compare that to other CMSs where you have to pay to use them, and what kind of customer does that attract?
0: Yeah, it, but um. But it's a kind of moving goalpost because the same you could say the same thing about Squarespace or Wix or any anything. But there's just a, you know, unless you take a time, you know, to get an actual website up in 2022, it's never been more easier to actually get a result that you want from the website. In 2022, it's never been harder. Um that is the contradiction of the present situation to get a website up a basic website's never been easier to actually get a result from that activity's never been harder so that is the contradiction we are facing uh um where
2: comes uh, over outputs
0: yes as well put debbie
2: um I didn't
0: on, make it up yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay I, I didn't think you did debbie but it was still yeah, a good that's it famous. Was still a, yeah, that was still a good quotation, actually, Debbie. Thank you for that. Uh um, on to story oh, on to story five. I thought we'd finish on a high note. Uh um <laughs> after America. You were very weird and bad. <laughs> I I still do watch RT, listeners and viewers. I was always aware that it was a propaganda of um, Moscow and the Kremlin. Um, it's a bit like in Britain during the Second World War. Many British people used to listen to Berlin radio just for the jollies of listening to their crappy propaganda. Our, um, RTs was much better, but I think most people... So, Spencer... I was going on a bit of a trend there. What do you reckon about this particular piece, Spencer?
3: I mean, to anybody who's objective, it would be really hard to say that this wasn't a propaganda network. But, you know, we live in a world, especially in America, where people think that Tucker Carlson is a news organization. (laughs) And I think that's the problem, isn't it? Like, they take advantage of the fact that they get away from being responsible as journalists for what they say by saying we're not. A news network, but then he repeatedly will say things like, "Here's the news. I'm confused. Why don't you do this?" And it's like that is the definition of propaganda, right? You you have it both ways. We're just an independent reporting service from Russia,
0: and yet it's like because <laughs> every because Russia <laughs> is
1: so big <laughs> on independence. Just That's such a thing.
0: what's that word with two opposites? Was it a What's the word? Um, a oh, an oxymoron. yeah Yeah.
3: it's like the whole concept is isn't it but i mean that's the problem isn't it you like we we have a lot of in my previous life as an attorney we have lots of things you can't do and say because people misconstrue today things like freedom of speech but for example an old classic is you can't say yell fire in a crowded movie theater because the public good has been proven to be you know, reduced when people can say and do things like that. But yet we are here in 2022 where somebody, and I'll pick on him particularly, like a Tucker Carlson, is believed by 40 to 50% of the United States to be the the Walter Cronkite of the right wing. And so he can get away with literally yelling fire in a crowded movie theater by telling people, like, all this crazy stuff, I won't even repeat it here, but yet claim that it's infotainment. And that's the problem, is that, like, we need to adjust. And it kind of relates to the Twitter story. Like, God knows what Elon Musk is going to start posting up. John's, you know, examples.
0: I look forward to it, Spencer. It's going to be great topics for this show. Nobody Uh, confuses
3: Elon Musk as being a news reporter, though. That's a big difference. You know, if, if you wear the veil of being a news service, I think you can't have it both ways. If you're the richest guy in the world and you're really just being yourself, well, call you for what you are.
0: So, Debbie, I, I kind of see this linked to a bigger. <clears throat> it's kind of tech because you know banning. You know they've been banned off YouTube. They've been banned off cable. Um, but I think I've come to the conclusion, Debbie. I'm a little. I have so I have. I'm. Probably, I I publicly have told people I'm a Christian socialist, Debbie. Most people in America have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about when I say that, because they don't know what a Christian socialist is, right? Uh, um, Secondly, I've come to the conclusion, Debbie, um, is that I have a basic philosophy and ideology, but if the facts are different, I change my ideology. I've come to the conclusion that most people are totally the opposite, Debbie. They have ideology, and then they find the facts that match their ideology. Uh, um, and I think banning RT is around that particular statement. What, what do you? What's your view of what I've just said, Debbie?
2: Yeah, well, you're talking about confirmation bias, and so that's a well-known <sighs> thing where, where people want to just collect the information that backs up what they already believe. Sure. It's kind of the, the, the um, cognitive bias that relates to the echo chamber. But I think what I would want to say about the larger RT story is, hasn't RT been on the air for years and years and is someone only giving a shit now because of, of what's going on in the Ukraine? Where was everybody to give a shit about this for the last X, Y, Z years? And I feel like in general, nobody does anything about anything until... Uh, you know, we have to reach some sort of bizarre critical mass. And 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 the only one who seems sus- un- insusceptible, unsusceptible, not susceptible to that is Facebook. Like, I think it, I think we're at the point where Facebook could just mass murder children and no one would regulate them. Like, it's just, they, I don't understand why Facebook can still do all the things that they do and face no seemingly no scrutiny, seemingly no consequences. It's absolutely bizarre. They just released that. You should have had the, your number five be Facebook saying, oh, we had a bug for six months where we were showing people lots of porn and violence. That's not a bug. That's a controlled experiment. So I think when I I think about this RT uh, thing, I think yeah, so why did we allow that for as long as we did if we all knew what it was? And and we can ask the same questions about Fox News or OAN or whatever their names were. I stay out of. I, I haven't watched the news since 2016. And and when I do read the news, I only read the root.com. So that's the only news I get currently. And so I'm in my own bubble of, of bubble. I don't want to know. I'm you in does, a bubble of I don't want to know.
0: You, you must have a special effects that have bubbles. Debbie, I don't you?
2: have bubbles. I don't oh, have bubbles. But, I'm but so I think disappo- I do have Yeah, I don't have I don't have bubbles. I do have confetti, but I don't feel very confetti about this. I mean the no, question is No, you need bubbles. You need bubbles. I'm,
0: I'm, I don't
2: have bubbles. I do have confetti. I'm disappointed. Rain. Debbie. I'm I have disappointed. I've crying. Rain. Yes. I, uh, but yes. you you need yeah, the your to
1: so- super 200 sunglasses.
2: Yeah, sorry. That, I don't, that, turn, I, that,
1: turn, that turn black if,
2: if anything
1: uh, threatening comes I, uh, towards you. Thank so you. you don't I, have do, to I don't it.
2: have these things. But I, again, my question is, if you think you're holding somebody accountable or responsible, you've you got baby teeth. Where's your adult teeth? Because if, if these services are, are things we don't want in our environment, then, then why didn't we do something about this earlier? And if these are things we do want in our environment, then why are we blocking it now? And so I think that there is just, uh, I think, we just have to take a look at what we're allowing and what we're blocking and why do we wait for the Third World War to say, oops, we probably shouldn't have allowed Russian propaganda in, in a country that's not friends with Russia.
0: Well, you know, they so, John, I've got so much, I've got s- such mixed feelings about this, John, because like Chris Hedges, who was one of the main presenters on RT, an independent show, Chris is... Chris um is seen as one of the top left wing intellectuals in America. Um his excuse to be on RT is well, if you're a, a left wing um intellectual, it's one of the few platforms left to you. And hardly anybody watched it anyway. I thought it was my I I still admire him for his intellectual ability. You know, he's written 14 books and he, he, can, um, um, he can... But
2: he's connect. sold out to work for Russian propaganda. Am I understanding you correctly? Yeah, he's
0: taken the coin for about six years. You know, he takes well, them-
2: he takes their
0: money. He takes their money, though, as a presenter. Um, well, and
2: congratulations on your intellectual prowess and the size of your intellect. But guess, guess what? You sold out to Russian propaganda. Done with you, whoever you were.
0: Yeah. So, um, and the other thing, John, is I, I get as as somebody brought up in Britain, um, John, I I always get a bit queasy when because I'm a great fan of George Orwell. I get very queasy when people are banned. you know. Um, do,
4: do, do you know the paradox of intolerance, right? No, you, I don't. Okay, I, so the paradox of intolerance is you you believe that, you know, uh, we must allow, like, every form of speech and ideas to compete. But then what happens is uh, you get authoritarians or fascists uh, that that rise up and then once they come to power, they restrict everybody else's rights, human rights and speech. I think the thing that's insidious, you know, I think for decades or even centuries, Western culture and the United States, uh, in particular, the culture here has gone really unexamined by the people who live here. Um, and when I say the culture, I mean, the you know, the, the dominant um, group culture. So white culture. And there's a lot of things that we're starting to examine, um, but it's been several decades in the ma- in the making. Um, reconstruction, civil rights. We have the thing, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter. We have we have all these extrajudicial killings. Uh, we have the rise of Trump, but you see the rise of uh, people like Putin, uh, Viktor Orban. Uh, Bolsiano in in Brazil, Le Pen in France, and it's all very interconnected. Um, and it's not a mistake, but there's a lot of people out there that that want to believe in anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. They want to believe uh, that you know any refugees that are a, a darker shade of, of, of skin or or speak a different language, or evil, and um, it's it's a lot of things that you have to be careful about what you put into your mind, and you know, TV stations, cable uh, providers, they can choose to do what they want. Um, it's not a censoring thing. It's it's a business move, I think. As far as like the cable networks, yeah. they know that it's bad for business, but. More importantly, I think the bigger picture is, is there a lot of people that still want to believe uh, conspiracy theories or that, you know, LGBT people are a a danger to society or that Jewish people are greedy uh, or any number of of these things, which are false. And outlets like RTOAN and Fox News and AM Talk Radio promote these ideas. So yeah, kind of, I, yeah, I think yeah. you
0: made some great points, but when I listen I listen I listen Sometimes I listen to Fox News. I listen to Fox I don't consider Fox News as news. It's just propaganda. Um I consider
4: RT, I don't Well if you can...
1: want to be educated, it's it's always good to know what people on the other side are saying.
4: I can go on Twitter and see that or go uh, on Facebook,
1: right, yeah, right I mean you know you don't necessarily want to- absor- uh, absorb yourself in it, but look, I always used to laugh that um uh, uh, <clears throat> you know the <clears throat> I would be hearing in in classes about oh the 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 propaganda and the and the this and the that in Russia and what and you know here are these kids in the school and they're they're like teaching them to like, you know, sing Russian nationalistic songs. And I'm like, um, hello, we're getting up here to say the Pledge of Allegiance every morning and singing, you know, God bless America. Like, I don't see a difference. Like it's, 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 you know, different countries uh, raising their kids to, uh, you know, uh, love their countries. Uh, It seems like it would be either equally good or equally dangerous all around, not, that the propaganda coming out of every country is equally good or equally dangerous all the time. But, um, you know, given our history, I, I don't know why Americans get so darn self righteous.
0: Here we go. So, on to our recommendations, a much easier subject. I thought, thank you, panel, for that discussion. I thought it was very really insightful. And Debbie was excellent. Uh, um, so, um, um, on to our recommendations. Mine is an old company. I interviewed the CEO yesterday. It's a great product. It's Block Vault and MailCare. Fantastic services, fantastic company. Um, if you're looking for quality backup and security look at their products you could do a lot worse
1: you've probably used them even if you don't know it because a number of the hosts um white label their stuff for their like you know import your website i
0: use it for my hosting company sally but we don't want we just tell you that we're using it um so spencer what's your recommendation of the week.
3: This is a very esoteric little one, but it's useful. It came up. This is called admin CSS MU. It's just like a 75 kilobyte one line plugin. But what it does is it provides you a way, let's say you're working with a client site or your own, and there's some shenanigan going on in the dashboard, like we've talked about in the last couple of weeks, where you install this plugin and puts this gigantic banner up at the top or, you know, it puts the notice warnings inside your plugin area. Jetpack. <laughs> Jetpack
0: yeah. <laughs>
3: so let, let's say you are reasonably proficient with CSS. I, I used to teach it, so that's me. And you just want to hide the thing, but it's not playing by the other rules. This at least gives you a quick Band-Aid way to just put some admin side CSS, which for our listeners is different than the front-facing CSS, where you can just use your inspector, make a quick rule that specifically tries to debilitate that little shenanigan. Sometimes it doesn't because that's where I take an ice pick and you know try to shove it into my frontal cortex when developers specifically do these notices that don't have unique classes that you can hide. But this is like one tool in an arsenal for somebody who runs a site for a client to fix that problem. So I thought it was useful without having to rely upon going into the child theme or running a snippet mm-hmm. or something else.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Make sure it's in Slack. And if it's Debbie's got a recommendation, that. Uncle Spencer put that into Slack for us. Say, Debbie, have you got a recommendation for the tribe?
2: yeah um, mine of course is not WordPress related but I think everybody listening could at least check it out because it's a company I really love and uh, hashtag not sponsored I pay them they don't pay me um, it would be monday.com uh, monday.com is one of my favorite tools on the planet and I use it for just about everything from tracking all of the leads and proposals that I'm giving to clients to coming up with project plans to managing the project and, and showing Showing it to the client, the progress. So I just love Mon- Monday.com for just about everything you could do with it. And uh, mm. it re- it'll replace some of your spreadsheets and and other things that you might be using to um, create different documents or whatever. I just, I can't say enough about it. I'm, I happily pay them.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. But why are their adverts so nauseating?
2: Yeah, that I can't answer. Um, But so far, I mean, the people who work there, whenever I've interacted with them, they've been lovely. Um, You know, why are, why are, why are, and I came in, can we name an advert that's not nauseating? I mean, every time I see an ad rolling before a YouTube video, I'm like, wow who came up with this shit so (laughs) i think that you know so we can pick on monday's ads but really you know do you you miss the grammarly ads you're like oh i miss the grammarly ads rolling before the youtube videos those were terrible with the woman with all the vocal fry the girl with the vocal fry who wants to write better oh my god (laughs) so no i hate all these ads but i love monday.com hashtag not sponsored i pay them
0: that's great. Sally, have you got a recommendation for the drive? Uh, yes,
2: uh, my recommendation
1: is called GetScreen.me. It was uh, an AppSumo deal recently. Uh, and it's uh, easy remote access to another computer.
0: I keep away from AppSumo. I'm much wealthier over the past six months. <laughs> I just don't buy anything from there. And I buy yes, I don't, I don't buy many increased. of their
1: things. But, but see, uh, my best friend and former housemate is exceedingly technically challenged. Uh, and I am the person uh, left in her life to be the tech support. Um, and it's a forty five minute drive from my place to her place. Uh, so I just installed this, uh, uh, set this up on on her computer, and basically, it's a like, you know, browser access. Uh, to somebody else's computer without messing with all the kind of fussy Windows remote access things. Uh, so that if I need to take a look at something on, on her machine, I can just do it. Uh, and if you have been nominated tech support for your family, uh, I would recommend this
0: tool. It was probably initially developed by the CIA. Uh, <laughs> this
3: has <laughs> always been a great, and not this particular, this one's good too, but like this idea has been useful for since the beginning of time of, you know, having clients because honestly, like, you know, just just wandering the screen and you're trying to explain, go
0: up oh. to the left. It's the blue. B- what? Uh,
3: you know.
0: What? <laughs> What's that? Uh, put it into Slack, Sandy, please. My beloved John, have you got a recommendation for the tribe? This one is... Um...
4: Well, this is, is a different take. Um, and from our first story, uh, this is from uh, masterwp.com. Why is WordPress.com squeezing its free users? This is more of an opinion piece and like a, uh, news story, but it had a lot of points in here that had me nodding my head in agreement and, uh, definitely finishes strong with, uh, some of the just observations that, that, A lot
0: of these I agree with, so yeah, check it out. Um, Thank you, panel. It's been a great show. Debbie needs to go off and do her own. We're going to hopefully Debbie will agree to come back. It's so good
2: to have you here.
0: I've been really impressed with the special effects, Debbie. So you get get a gold star. I
2: should have recommended that. I should have recommended my broadcast system where I have my effects.
0: Yes. Never too late. It's never too late, Debbie. Uh um, we Oh God. Uh, we'll see you soon, Tribe.
2: Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye buddy.
0: Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind WordPress membership group on Facebook? And if you want to keep up with all the latest news on the podcast, visit
4: wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.